attention, please. It be too late to alter course, mateys. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. 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 How do you do? Well, come in. Oh, look at all the people. Your host will be here presently. Chorus! Let's put on the show. Your cadaverous pallor. Aloha! Betrays an aura of foreboding. And let's all stay together, please. Hang on to them hats and glasses. And now... Anything's possible at Disneyland. Ladies and gentlemen, remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Here we are. Uh, I'm David, and with me as always is... Robert. Welcome, foolish mortals. To remain seated, please. I am your host. Your ghost host. (laughs) I think through the entire podcast I'm going to speak like this. And who might you be speaking as? Well, it's not a good impression, as I'm sure you all know, but I am Robert Leininger as Paul Freed. The ghost host of the Haunted Mansion. Why might you be doing a Paul Freeze impression? I am doing an impression to honor the Haunted Mansion because today, August 9th, is the 44th anniversary. 44 years ago would have been what year? 1969. It's a real bummer that Walt didn't get to see it. It is, but he certainly had a hand in building the attraction. Do you know if there's any pictures of him walking through it while uh, while it was under construction? Not that I know of. Yeah, there's just a bunch of footage of him at Imagineering. There was uh, footage from the Disneyland 10th anniversary special where Walt Disney walked the halls of Imagineering with Julie Reen, Disneyland's first ambassador. He met different Imagineers like Mark Davis and Claude Coates and John Hench and talked about all the different things coming to Disneyland. And there's a part where they look into a little box and see a ghost. Yeah, we're also collecting real ghosts to bring you. You believe in ghosts, don't you, Julie? No. You don't? Not really. Well, let me take you over here and convince you that they do exist. Now you peek right in this little thing here, and then you tell me what you see. Now peek in there. What do you see? An organ. What's going on? It's playing. Yes. Yeah, so a ghost. A ghost is playing, sure. <laughs> what kind of a ghost? A skeleton ghost. Yeah, well, we have all kinds of ghosts, you know, but we haven't got the ghosts in there yet. But we're out collecting the ghosts. We're going to bring ghosts from all over the world, and we're making it very attractive to them, hoping, you know, they'll want to come and stay at Disneyland, so we're putting in wall-to-wall cobwebs, and we guarantee them creaking doors and creaking floors. Let's talk about some of the things that have changed over the years. Everybody is on board with, hopefully, the return of and now that uh tony baxter is gone probably not the return of the hatbox ghost it would be spectacular to see him return for those of you that don't know the hatbox ghost is a ghost that was created for the haunted mansion and it was in the attraction supposedly for a few weeks prior to the official opening and rumor is they took him out of the attraction because he was just too scary but as a matter of fact the effect just didn't work very well because what this ghost was supposed to do was hold the hatbox and his head would disappear from his body and reappear in the hatbox And I think that effect, working so close to people in their doom buggies, just didn't work. I mean, it was a Pepper's Ghost effect, right? No, I don't think it was a Pepper's Ghost. No, oh, that's probably why it didn't work. (laughs) I 
I think it's something more like the singing busts where it's a projection. What I do like is the nice little, I don't, I'm assuming that it's purposeful, but there is a hat rack where the hat box ghost once stood. Or oh. I guess it might be a coat rack, but one might place one's hat. And there are a series of hat boxes around the uh, coat rack on the ground there. Yes, and also now in the uh, attic scene, the shadow playing the piano looks like the hatbox ghost. Yeah, and that's actually not the only place you can see the hatbox ghost. He's down the hallway, isn't he? And uh, a couple portraits on the wall. and That's true, except he's wearing a crown, but it's the same animatronic right, yeah. head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'd know him if you saw him. But you never see him. Yes, and, and Ezra, the tall, skinny, hitchhiking ghost, has a very similar face. I just want to mention that site, Disney History Institute. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, if you go to their website, again, I believe they were the ones that posted a video of the Hatbox ghost in the ride. It's tough to see, but you could definitely make him out. Oh, and yeah, film from 1969 in a dark ride. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm amazed they got anything. But it's really the only time he's ever been captured on film in the ride. There was a... 1970 Disneyland special of the Osbins going to Disneyland and riding the Haunted Mansion for the first time. And Kurt Russell narrated a uh, making of. And in that making of, you could see them working on the Hatbox Ghost. You could see him in the foreground in one of the shots. Neat. And at the Magic Castle, there is one of the original dioramas that was shown to Walt Disney to prove that the Pepper's Ghost effect worked. Has a nice little video that plays along with it. And uh, Yale Gracie has a great picture standing with the Hatbox Ghost ghost in that video. Oh yes, I, I do know that photo. That Hatbox ghost in those photos always looks a little different. I wonder if that is actually like a life-size figure more than mm. an animatronic. When Walt Disney passed away in December of 1966, the Haunted Mansion, the exterior had already been built and they had plans for it to open within the next few years. And when Walt Disney died, the company didn't really know exactly where to go. Who would be in charge? Well, Imagineers Mark Davis and Claude Coates really were at the helm of the Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean, as a matter of fact. Mark Davis and Claude Coates were really responsible for the Haunted Mansion as we know it today. Mark Davis created all the wonderful characters that you see inside of the mansion and the, all the special sight gags and everything. And Claude Coates really designed the atmosphere of the attraction. Claude Coates was an animator for Walt Disney back in the old days and did background work. So he created all the wonderful backgrounds of the Haunted Mansion. and The, and the scenery. Whole, I yeah, mean, the, he really created the, the look and feel of the ride. Right. And lots of people say that that the Haunted Mansion is almost split in half, where the first half is really Claude Coates, the scary part. And Mark Davis wanted the attraction to be more lighthearted. So once you get into the graveyard, it's much more whimsical and funny. So they kind of couldn't decide exactly which direction they wanted to go, so they did everything, and I think it works wonderful. My favorite part is the beginning part, though. I, I prefer the more scary stuff, but I love it all, though. Yeah, me too. The uh, I mean, the stretching room, my memories of the Haunted Mansion of the Kid end right before getting on the Doom Buggies. I remember the stretching portraits. I remember the busts that follow you. I remember all that stuff from when I was a kid. Um, everything else, you know, it, it's familiar, but I don't remember seeing those things. You know, in the stretching room, as a kid, you don't really realize it, but how scary is it that this is a Disney attraction and the only way to leave this room is to kill yourself? I don't know that I took that away when I was a kid. No, I, I mean, I didn't either. I don't think any kid does, really. Maybe most adults don't either. Did you know that, though? 
Did you realize that's what's happening? Is that we're dying? No, we're not dying, but he's, or maybe we did die. I don't know. But I'm just saying that the ghost host had to kill himself to leave that room. And consider this dismaying observation. This chamber has no windows and no doors. (laughs) Which offers you this chilling challenge to find a way out. <laughs> of course, there's always my way. Another Imagineer that really had an effect on the Haunted Mansion was Yale Gracie, as we mentioned earlier. And he really worked on the special effects that went into the Haunted Mansion. He was an Imagineer that would just tinker with things. I I remember reading that he didn't really have a specific job. His job was to just play with stuff, figure it out, and see if it could be used in attractions. Who has that job now? It does sound like a nice job, though, just to play around and play with toys. But uh, he came up with the Pepper's Ghost effect. Well, he didn't really come up with it. It's, uh, he didn't know. Well, it was a uh, an old-fashioned effect that used to be used hundreds of years before, or maybe a hundred years before, for magic acts and everything. And it's a simple effect. Lots of people think that the ghosts in the ballrooms are holograms. But you got to think this right open in 1969. That was not a technology on their radar. <laughs> right. And what the effect really is... Spoiler alert, uh, you might want to turn this off uh, if the kids are in the room. The, the way that the ghosts were done in the ballroom is there's a plate of glass, and on one side of the glass, which is underneath and above our doom buckies, are the animatronics of the ghosts. And a light shines on them, and their reflection is now in the glass. So we only see their reflection. So to us, they seem like they're see-through, like ghosts, because of the reflection. I really like to see behind-the-scenes photos of when people are down there cleaning up or something like that, and you can see the animatronics, because they have to have a special paint on them, too, to for it to read. Yeah, the only problem with the effect is when the backstage exit signs are lit. Oh, then you can wow. See I, don't, I don't know if I ever noticed that. Well, you don't really notice it anymore, but there was a time about five years ago where they really had a problem, probably some... OSHA, OSHA. or something, <laughs> where the exit signs had to be lit up, and you could see backwards exit signs everywhere. <laughs> oh, wow. Let's talk about the characters inside the mansion. There's a, there's definitely a story going on there. But the it, characters. Well, you got your hitchhiking ghosts, of which they're named. Phineas, Ezra, and Gus. Do you know who belongs to who? Who is who? Uh, Ezra's the big tall one. That's right. The tall skinny guy, Gus as I like the to old call one. Him. Gus is the old one. All right. And Phineas is Chubbs. The big fat guy. <laughs> so who are the ghosts? Who is the hatbox ghost? Who is the bride? Who is the man hanging? Master Gracie. Who are these people and how are they all related? Well, there's a website I used to go to years ago, which gave stories and names to every ghost in the ride. I think it was... Ghost Relations Department or something like that. I don't know. Lots of people think Master Gracie is the ghost host, and it's not really true. Cast members that work at Disneyland or Disney World created that. Master Gracie is just a tombstone in the ride. Is he not? Oh, so the ghost host is the one hanging in the stretching room, not Master Gracie. Well, the cast members really uh, 
came up with Master Gracie being the ghost host. Before, it was just the ghost host, and you would see portraits throughout the ride of, you know, a guy with a noose around his neck, and you figure that's the ghost host. But the only clue that the ghost host is Master Gracie is the tombstone that's out in front of the Disney World version that says Master Gracie. The reason that they figured Master Gracie is the ghost host and it's his haunted mansion is because it says Master, but... Being a master really isn't the person in charge of the house. Master, I believe, is like is like a son or something. You know. Yeah, I always got mail as a kid as Master Park. Yeah. But cast members came up with the storyline of Master Gracie being the ghost host, but they used Master Gracie as the owner of the Haunted Mansion in the Eddie Murphy movie, though. So oh, I still haven't seen that movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> so the story that the cast members came up with was that Master Gracie is one of the victims of this bride who was sort of a black widow-ish is that uh, true? character. That's what I thought was the story that they tried to come up with for the refurb that came like that that, that was always sort of the story, but they tried to solidify that story with the refurb back in 2006-2007. Well, the refurb does have more of a story now. It's Constance the bride. And she has her husbands that she lops their heads off. I always assumed one of which was Master Gracie. I never thought that one was the ghost host, but... See, I've never equated Master Gracie as the ghost host. Except when you mentioned that he says, of course, there's always my way. And then we look up and see him hanging. I never thought the ghost host was Master Gracie. Yet I always thought the person hanging was Master Gracie. Yet the ghost host says my way. That would be him, wouldn't it? Anyway, semantics. Yeah, I I don't... Is the ghost host Master Gracie? I don't know. I think we're thinking too much into it. (laughs) (laughs) Constance the Bride has her husbands, and all the ones that are in the paintings that they show in the ride have their heads missing, so you assume she chopped their heads off. And If Master Gracie is the ghost host or the guy hanging above, she didn't chop his head off because he's hanging above. Oh, continuity error. So I don't know. Let's talk a little bit about how the original bride was really scary. She was Was that one with like a blacked out face? And yeah. It was just a black face with red eyes and a beating heart. Yeah. And then they kind of turned her into a giant doll almost. I think the actress's name is Julia Lee. She was on a couple episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh. An angel. The voice was done by Kat Cressida. She does a pretty good voice. I like it. I hear lots of people think that the bride is actually a projection of Julie Andrews. Really? <laughs> at, at certain times, it kind of looks like Like Mary when Poppins. Mary Poppins has that hat with the lace on and everything? Yeah. I'm surprised more people don't think it's Leota. You know, one thing that makes me like the bride a little bit more, I was thinking you're in the attic, and it looks like it's a little mannequin, like a display that the gown, dress the wedding be, dress yeah. might just be on in the attic. And maybe this spirit is attached to the dress and kind of just haunting that's kind of that a kind of like idea. mannequin and just kind yeah, of yeah they should put it on a what are they called those uh maiden forms they should put yeah. the dress on a maiden form that would be really a, a neat twist to that yeah and I, sort of sell that a little bit more but I, it makes more sense to me that way at least and that would freak me out if i was up in an attic and saw that who is your favorite character in the Haunted Mansion? Who's your favorite ghost? I miss the ghouls that would pop out of the coffins in the graveyard scene and say, I do. Oh, they would do that in the attic scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. They'd still do that. They do pop out, but they don't say I do anymore. Right. But those phantoms in the uh, in the attic scene that aren't there anymore. I love those. Yeah, the ones that popped up and said I do, I think that was added in the late 
90s. Oh, okay. Before that, in the attic, I believe it was little ghost heads, kind of like the ones that come out of the organ in the ballroom. Oh, uh huh. Uh-huh. You know who my favorite phantom in the in the ride is? It's the pianist in the attic scene. It'd be the shadow of the yep. of baby, the hatbox ghost. Yep. Because it always bums me out when it's out of sync, mm-hmm. and I always look for it. That is the one thing like I have to see. How about you? Without a doubt, my favorite ghost is the ghost host. But well, if you're talking about a physical ghost that's in the ride. You know, I I may actually have to go with Ezra, the tall, skinny, hitchhiking oh, ghost. Yeah. I like him a lot, but I also like the old lady in the rocking chair in the ballroom that's in the corner, that's right, when one. you first enter. Yeah, one of my favorite things to do in the ballroom is see something I've never seen before, and yeah. I always do. There's also a guy that's at the ballroom table that I always liked with a big beard. I liked him because he looked like a pirate. I guess I also like uh, one of the... Um, Dueling Portraits is actually the same head as the auctioneer and has similar facial hair. There, I've seen comparisons. Just because they had them laying down, laying around. Yeah, probably. But the painting, you know, actually looks like the auctioneer. Also, I like the caretaker a lot too. He's not a ghost, but I like right, him. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's good. That was one of my highlights at my entire trip of Walt Disney World was the Halloween parade, and I really don't like parades, but seeing the caretaker and the dog. And the entire Haunted Mansion scene of that parade completely shattered my mind and changed what I thought a parade could be. It was really incredible. I'd love to see that. What's your favorite scene in the ride, in the attraction? Um, I think I love the Doom Buggy hallway scene with the... Oh, uh, the Corridor of Doors. Yes. Are that's you, my favorite scene. Do you include the conservatory scene? Yeah. Do you include the Endless Hallway? Yep. Okay, so everything from the top of the rise for the Doom Buggies through and Walt Disney World, same thing because it's just so much better. Let's talk a little bit about Disney World. Yeah, well, Disneyland's not the only one that has a Haunted Mansion attraction. Every uh, Disney theme park has their own version of the Haunted Mansion That's now, right. now with the opening of Mystic Manor at Hong mm-hmm. Kong Disneyland. Well, you've experienced Phantom Manor in I've Paris. I've seen, yeah, I've seen, yeah. But uh, both of us have experienced both. United States Haunted Mansions. And my personal opinion, I think the actual attraction is better at Walt Disney World, but I think the exterior at Disneyland is way better. Me too, but I do like that new interactive queue. I don't care about the fun aspect of it, but the detail of it is really well done. I love the new inter- interactive queue, and a lot of people don't like it, and I don't understand why. I only, I think I didn't go through the interactive queue once because there was actually a line, and we got spoiled. There were no lines the whole time we were there, so we skipped it once. But yeah, why wouldn't you want to go through there? And then I hear some people are kind of upset because now with Fast Pass Plus, if you don't have a Fast Pass, you have to go through the graveyard. Sounds good to me. Me too. So yeah, I completely agree. I couldn't believe the amount of detail at Walt Disney World. All I had ever heard was that the stretching room doesn't stretch. So I couldn't imagine that it w- the ride was any good. I mean, obviously the ride was terrible then, but it absolutely wasn't. It completely blew my mind. And that stairway scene just completely shattered everything I thought that ride could be. Walt Disney World really blew my mind. Yeah, the stairway scene is incredible, The uh, which they added only a few years ago. But what's really remarkable about the updated changes is the audio. In that stairway scene, uh-huh. the Haunted Mansion theme is being played on the piano, which you hear in the previous scene as well. But inside this room with all these stairways going every which way, it's so loud with this echo like the room just goes on forever. And then, of course, the audio in the stretching room is much better than Disneyland's. 
But over the years, it has gotten softer, and it's not as good as it was when it first opened. Softer in volume? Softer in volume. They need to keep it updated because it sounded excellent when it first opened. If you know the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland, you know the ghost host jumps from speaker to speaker. But at Disney World, they have a lot more speakers in the stretching room, and he glides from speaker to speaker, so it sounds like he's just always around you yeah it's really well done i really enjoyed it but i thought the effect on his voice was a little too overdone and you lose a lot of that low-end paul freeze tone did you ever hear the whispers afterwards yeah it was great yeah once once the stretching room is finished if you hang out there for a little while you hear whispers saying get out and other things like that there's some great portraits on the wall just outside the stretching room right before you get on the doom buggies that you i mean you cannot see them it could be nighttime and your eyes are adjusted to the dark but you cannot see the detail in these photos so i I just camped out for a long time and took really long exposures and you could see them great it's great they're a little red but uh the pictures came out great well those paintings that are in the load area that there's no light on that you can barely see now those used to be in the attraction when you go on the ride now at disney world the first thing you do is you see the changing portraits that you see in our hallway as you're walking. Right. That was added at the same time as the stairway and all those other effects. Hmm. Before, it would be a hallway, and on either side of you would be all those paintings that you see in the load area, and they would all have eyes that follow you. Well, the eyes don't follow you now. No. Besides the exterior of Disneyland being better, I also really enjoy the load area much more at Disneyland. It's such a small area after you get out of the stretching room at Disney World. Yeah, really, like, it's you're right on top of it. Yeah, you're bottlenecking really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they also don't have the busts that follow you as you're walking, but they are in the yeah, library scene. They are in scene. the library scene, yeah. And more, many more. Yeah, I, I really like that whole uh, hallway scene with the changing portraits and the lightning and the thunder and the rain. Yeah, and then the other great new effect is the wallpaper effect. Yeah. After the... Uh, stairway scene with this all the stairways you enter blackness and you see these eyes blinking at you and as you go you see that the eyes blinking are actually the famous haunted mansion wallpaper and the way it's lit just works so well and yeah it's like they they figured out how to do a fade in with real practical effects in real life yeah i would have to say being having gone on phantom manor i only got to go on it once and i was very very excited but we had one day to do two parks and their parks are not open very long i would say phantom manor's exterior is really well done i love the music outside which we do get to hear at disneyland during a good mansion holiday that's right you know how you always have like your favorite cast members at haunted mansion that you love they're really into character Mm -hmm. i don't know if it was just the day we went but my experience with the phantom manor cast members is that they really get into it and they slam the door behind you when they're ready to start the attraction it's really really well done and that ride was actually scary there's a whole poker scene with smoking it was really fun because you never see this stuff at our parks i'd love to see it with the vincent price narration which they never used because they're in paris and they want french speaking but the ghost host laugh is still Vincent Price. Let's play a little clip of Vincent Price speaking. Where hinges creak in doorless chambers, where strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls, where candlelights flicker though the air is deathly still, this is Phantom Manor. 
I don't think I ever heard him say this is Phantom Manor before. Yeah. And then we've got Mystic Manor now. And uh, from the videos we've seen online, man, it's completely its own thing, but it looks really incredible. It does. I am dying to go on Mystic Manor. Oh. And I really wish they have such great technology. I wish they would bring some of that to Disneyland. Like, I think the Tower of Terror in California Adventure could really benefit from that technology, especially with all the lighting. Yeah. In the opening scene when you're backing up in the elevator, they could do something really special, yeah. I think. They're really innovating over there. And I mean, what's great is I, I know this is why you're so excited is that these attractions that they have over there aren't based on TV or film. That's They're true. Absolutely original attractions and things that we've never seen before. That's what people fell in love with Disneyland for. Here's an interesting thing. Let's get back to Disneyland because it is the 44th anniversary of Haunted Mansion. The Haunted Mansion. Now, Haunted Mansion opened two years after Pirates of the Caribbean had opened. Mm -hmm. And they're both in New Orleans Square. Right. What I hear is that there are really stretch storylines that connect the two with not pirate slayer but tom sawyer's island and all that stuff and one of the main arguments is that half tunnel that you can see the top of the archway near that smoking section where you get on the rafts to tom sawyer's island you know what i'm talking about yes now somebody said that that tunnel is a series of tunnels under new orleans square that connect the blue bayou to the Haunted Mansion to the uh, Under the Rivers of America. To, not that it's an actual thing, but part of the storyline to connect all three attractions. From what I've read, this it's an idea that Imagineering had to really kind of make it all one storyline. Originally, the Haunted Mansion was going to have a pirate storyline. And in fact, the weather vane on top of the Haunted Mansion is a pirate ship or a ship. But they really wanted to make it all work together. And as you know, Pirates of the Caribbean has Lafitte's Landing when you get on your mm -hmm. boat. And then on Tom Sawyer's Island, it says Lafitte's spelled differently, Lafitte's Tavern. But they really wanted to make it all work together. And there's that little area you were talking about before, which it's on the side wall. And it's like it's all bricked up and it has a date on it, like 1763 or something. Yeah. Yeah. And. What they were thinking of doing was around that area, they were going to have a tunnel that would take you from New Orleans Square to Tom Sawyer Island. So you could take a tunnel underneath the Rivers of America and not have to take the boats. I guess there was some history in Jean Lafitte's life or something about tunnels and finding treasure or something. I don't know Neat. exactly. So it could have been like almost a walkthrough attraction. Right. They wanted to have a, a really unique way to get to Tom Sawyer's Island. And it sounds like it would have been incredible, but I guess it was too costly and everything. And what is there now, which is like a bricked-up tunnel, is kind of an homage to that failed idea. So that bricked-up tunnel was never built with the hopes of it becoming something. It was an homage to an idea that they had to create Yeah, because that, that thing's only like three feet tall. I don't think yeah, 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 yeah. No way. No way. <laughs> but, you know, they dug up that whole front end of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean to fit the queue in. That's right. So Haunted Mansion was great and perfect, and everybody was happy for, what, 25 years? And then all of a sudden, somebody had the bright idea to uh, go ahead and change it for the holidays. Oh, yes. In 2001 came Haunted Mansion Holiday. The first time I heard of Haunted Mansion Holiday, Haunted Mansion has always been my favorite Disneyland attraction. I don't think I went on Haunted Mansion Holiday until 2005. 
five or six. Oh, no, you missed out. I know, but I couldn't do it. I refused. Well, I remember the first year I went on, the opening year, it was a four-hour wait, I remember. Were you excited? Were you... I was offended. No one had ever done that before. They hadn't done that at the parks. You know, I was excited, but I wasn't too offended because I knew it was temporary. When I went on the Haunted Mansion holiday for the first time, I fell in love with it. And I think the reason that I fell in love with it was all the new homages that they had to the old ride. Anything that was an homage to the ride, I loved. Like, I was so impressed with Corey Burton doing the ghost host voice. It's it's the best Paul Freeze you'll ever hear. Welcome, my friends, to our Christmas delight. Come witness a ghoulishly glorious sight. It's time for our holiday tale to begin. There's no turning back now. Please, come all the way in. But yeah, Haunted Mansion Holiday, I loved it. You know, I loved the changing portraits that changed from, you know, the Haunted Mansion to the Haunted Mansion Holiday. Yeah. And I loved it all. And the first year did not have Danny Elfman's music. It was all original music, and I liked it a lot. changed it in 2002 to have uh, Danny Elfman music and there's some great music in there too but I think I kind of preferred the music the original way there were a few other things that were different that first year, right? An Oogie Boogie animatronic is in the attic with the symbols. That's my wife's favorite animatronic, I think, of all time. Right. That Oogie Boogie in the attic wasn't there till 2003. Uh, the original year, the attic was filled with those little monkey toys that slapped the symbols together. And you would just hear all these cymbals clapping. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess, you know, they would run out of batteries and just turn oh. off. And it was like a big problem. So they got rid of it the next year. And in the graveyard, in the animal graveyard, there's actually a statue of one of those monkeys. What? And in 2003, that was the year Oogie Boogie invaded the haunted mansion. And I remember there was a thing where you had to find the all the oogie boogies throughout the ride i think there were like 12 of them or something so in the attic scene they had a giant doll of oogie boogie with the symbols which they still have to this day every you know now in the haunted mansion holiday as a little homage to those monkeys if you look really close yes the monkey bride there's a monkey bride. that's my favorite thing at holiday it's a little doll how many things have i said are my favorite thing at holiday <laughs> But yeah, I love the monkey bride. What you have to do is, if you're looking at where the bride was, you've got to look way off to the left, almost like you're looking back gotta into the look attic. Look over your left shoulder. Yep, and then it's on the ground, and he's got a little beating heart. Adorable. It was a few years into my on a mission holidaying that I noticed it, but I loved, I loved that detail. And that's the first year they had Oogie Boogie at the end as an animatronic. What was there before the Oogie Boogie with the, the big spinning wheel and all that? Before the Oogie Boogie, it was just a big cardboard cutout that had lock, shock, and barrel on it. But it is a great animatronic. Yeah. One of the best things about Haunted Mansion Holiday is every year it's a new gingerbread house. And it smells like gingerbread in there. And it's a new gingerbread. Like, my favorite thing to do. I don't like to look at the blogs. I don't want to see what everybody else has seen. My favorite thing to do is coming out of Leota's room. It's like, here it comes! And then there it is. And it's a real gingerbread house. It is. Was it from the first year? Did they just come up with the idea and say, yes, hey, if somebody's going to design it, let's get the uh, culinary people here at Disneyland to do it. That's true. It's got to be one of the most fun things they do all year. Probably. 
And you know what? They're probably designing it right this moment. And I'm very excited when I go to Tokyo because they apparently do Haunted Mansion Holiday. But the Haunted Mansion in Tokyo is a lot like the Haunted Mansion in Florida. So I'm very excited to see a Haunted Mansion Holiday overlay at my favorite Haunted Mansion design. That'll be great. But I don't think uh, their Haunted Mansion has all the updates, like the uh, staircase and everything. Uh, Yeah. But But, uh, the exterior looks exactly like the one in Florida, so that'll be interesting to see. Another interesting fact is that in the Haunted Mansion Holiday, Madame Leota is played by Leota Toombs' daughter. Leota Toombs was the Imagineer who was the head inside the crystal ball. She was Madame Leota, and obviously Madame Leota was named after her. I think we had a trivia Tuesday about that a while back. Yes, and her daughter, Kim Irvine, is an Imagineer now as well, and they decided to use her face for Madame Leota. That's for incredible, the ha- yeah. For the Haunted Mansion holiday. Before we end this discussion of Haunted Mansion, we yeah, do yeah. need to talk about Paul Freeze. Oh, yeah. Well, Paul Freeze, as you know, is the voice of the ghost host, and he really makes the ride for me. It's the best narration in any Disney theme park attraction. Absolutely. It's just so much life he brings into it. It's any incredible. Paul Freeze VO, though. That's right. It's one of those voices. Before... There were all these digital compressors and vocal effects and stuff like that. He was all of that built into one. I have actually come across some audio of Paul Freeze recording The Haunted Mansion. There's a sample of it on The Haunted Mansion CD that lasts about four minutes. But I found on YouTube the entire recording session, like a half hour's worth. Wow. What's one of your favorite lines from that unreleased audio? My favorite thing is when he says the line, Now, as they say look alive and then afterward the line as they say was not in the script he added that oh so after he said that he says do i do i get credit for the thing <laughs> oh i didn't mean to frighten you prematurely <laughs> the real chills come later now as they say look alive and we'll continue our little tour and let's all stay together Please. Do you like that little as they say? Yeah. I think it's cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I get credit for that no. at the end of the thing? I like that. Uh, one of my favorite things we actually use in our intro, and it's where he says, Welcome. Welcome. Well, come in. You know, there actually is this audio that's, it's not even in that recording session that I found, so I don't know where this audio comes from. But I, I got it on a cassette tape when I was a kid, and I just loved it. It's an alternate version of the stretching room. Now you've noticed that this room contains eight towering walls, no windows, and no doors. The world is locked out, and consequently, you are locked in. <laughs> And so that leaves just one little problem for each of you to find your way out. I like that. It gets a little clumsy there at the end. I think that might be why they rewrote it a little bit. But uh, it is pretty neat. I've never heard that before. Yeah, I don't know uh, if that was something they did before the writer. So that's different than that whole VO session that you heard on YouTube. Yeah, that doesn't. that's not in there at all. The, the whole VO session on YouTube is pretty much the regular Haunted Mansion script uh just read differently a bunch right, of times. Right, yeah. Haunted Mansion has some Easter eggs in it, one of which is a hidden graveyard. 
That's true. What do you think is up with that hidden grave? Why is it back there? I don't know. Nobody likes when you ask if you can go back there. And what's the point? It's back there. Why can't I go see it? It's almost like the cast members don't even know it's there. But Well, well, to tell people what we're talking about, behind the Haunted Mansion, behind the exit, is Mm -hmm. a pet cemetery. It's really between the exit and the entrance. There's a little path that goes from the other side of the horseless carriage around the side of the home. Then to your right is a hidden graveyard with, uh, what is it, three, six tombstones back there? Uh, It's a few, but what's funny is they're the exact same ones that are in the pet cemetery. Yes, but it's still fun to be back there and no one's there. Why don't you tell people about, I don't really believe this is a real hidden Mickey, but some people like it. On the plates? No, the candelabra. Oh, that! Oh, that's such a good... It's so perfect. So if, when you walk into the foyer of the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland... Foyer. Foyer. Ugh. Uh, when you walk into the foyer of the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland, there's a huge chandelier in the middle of the room. Awesome. Everyone's looking at that, right? What you don't do is go and stand underneath one of the wall sconces and look straight up. And the wall sconces, when you look straight up, are aligned in such a way that there is a hidden Mickey. Well, you have to put your back to the wall and yep. look up. Yeah, yeah, you really got to get right underneath it, dead center, back to the wall, look straight up, hidden Mickey right there. Second hidden Mickey is in the ballroom scene, in the plates. Third hidden Mickey, which was only added in the refurb, is in the attic scene on a clock that is in, I think, the scene of the first portrait on the right. There is a clock and where the opening for the uh, pendulum is in the shape of a Mickey. I don't think that's a real one either, actually. I'll show the picture. Here it is. There it is. Look at that picture. You tell me it's not a hidden Mickey. And speaking about hidden Mickeys, some people say the design on the chair next to the hallway scene Somebody is tried to say a it was Donald. Donald Duckhead. Yeah, no way. Not even close. Yeah, I see what they're saying, but it's not really Donald Duck. So I would like to say happy birthday to the Haunted Mansion. And I know all you Disney fans out there love it as much as we do. If you're a Disney theme park fanatic, you must love the Haunted Mansion because who wouldn't? It's... One of the greatest rides ever made. Thank God they're doing rides of that caliber still with Mystic Manor and doing something so big and so out there. Make final arrangements now. We've been dying to have you. (laughs) I think we should move to a little bit of Disney news. Sure. Um, What have you got? I'm all blacked out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm still blacked out. I'm counting down the days. I got 19 days. There is some news going on and some rumors. Have you heard the Club 33 news? No, what is this? Club 33 supposedly will soon go under a long refurbishment. Sometime None of us will notice. <laughs> Where is this news coming from? What's, cite your source. Uh, this I first read this on Mice Chat, but it's making the rounds. Okay. Supposedly, in the next few months, they're thinking of closing Club 33. The first major change, a new entrance. The entrance now will no longer be there. Whoa. Which really kind of bugs me because I like the little secretive entrance. They're thinking of making... And the the elevator. And the address. The whole lobby they're thinking of getting rid of. They want to put the entrance in the Court of Angels area and moving the elevator to a new lobby there. Okay. Oh, I guess that sort of makes sense. I wouldn't mind that. Then what they want to do is, because... What else is in the Court of Angels? Christmas stuff. 
cool. There's nothing in there. It's just, a, but I like that it's a nice, relaxing place. That there's nothing there. They're gonna change that, and they're gonna get rid. Supposedly, they're gonna get rid of the trophy room. I was worried you were gonna say that from the moment you started saying that. My favorite room. That's everybody's favorite room. I know it has so the, much history yeah. with uh, the microphones and the you know the birds that were gonna be animatronics, but they need a bigger kitchen and they're gonna turn that into a kitchen. Why do they need a bigger kitchen? Well, they share a kitchen with the blue bottles. Oh, okay, okay, It's very it. small. That's what they're getting rid of. But what they're adding is a whole area above the French market, which is just uh, storage right now for like a wine cellar and everything. Do you know what that was built for? Why that was up there? Well, you tell me. Jazz club. Well, Disney really wanted a jazz club up there. And that's what they're going to build. Oh, that would be awesome. F everything else. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm way into it. They want to build a jazz club, the jazz that would club. Be, that would be awesome. That would be yeah. so neat. But that's going to be really tough to get into. As much as I am excited to maybe one day see this jazz club, which I'm sure will be incredible. It's a lounge, basically. Yeah. Um, I would really be sad to see the trophy room go yeah. and that old entrance with the hidden bell, doorbell. Yeah. The other somewhat news that's going on, uh, it's a couple of weeks old now, but uh, have you seen the trailer for Saving Mr. Banks? I, w- I had that written down right there. I really liked it. I nitpicked it a little bit, but... Uh what did you it was a good trailer. Oh, you can see the personalized bricks in the in the uh, opening shot that could have been really easily covered up. Yeah. Well, you can't see that they're personalized, but those bricks weren't there when the park in what was that sixty three? Those bricks weren't there. Let's be honest. Yeah, I noticed a few things to nitpick at, like when he's standing. The in trees. Front of the train can we station. talk about the size of the trees? Well, the size of the trees <laughs> in front of this train station. There. They're all bricks, or back then it was kind of like concrete. Yeah, it just I, I I knew there was gonna be trouble the day they were filming at the parks. I was like, they're they're either gonna do a, a, a ridiculous amount of rotoscoping, or they're going to just leave it as is. And here's the thing: it's not a Disneyland movie. Yeah. It's it's about Mary Poppins. There just happens to be a scene at Disneyland. Did you notice that when they're on the carousel, you could see Pinocchio's daring journey? I did. I was like, that which doesn't didn't make sense. open till 1983. With the refurb of uh, Fantasyland. And it's the Pinocchio's Daring Journey, not even the flat facade. I could have built a flat. Well, they didn't have... but the, Well, that ride wasn't there, but Fantasyland style at that time was much... Was the yeah. flat facade well, they carnival had a, ride. Yeah, well, they had a little bit of detail, like, at the beginning of Fantasyland, closer to the castle. But sure. Mostly, the, the rides were all carnival-type-looking rides. What did you think of the trailer, though? I thought it was really fun. Um, Tom Hanks, it's hard for him. He's one of my favorite actors of all time. But then again, he's doing Walt Disney, who's such an iconic character. He was acting great, but it, I think, and and I think he would probably say he's not trying to do an impression. He's just doing a character, which really kind of bugs me though. Actually, like I think the movie might be really good. I'm excited to see it, but I really don't like Tom Hanks being cast as Walt. I feel like they should have picked a nobody, a character actor. But you know, they, they don't do that anymore. Yeah, but they could. <laughs> the other big thing that's coming up, uh, I guess, starting today is the D23 Expo, right? I will be there. <laughs> you right. will be All there. Right. I am there. <laughs> I am I'm there, there right now. Uh, we're recording this podcast a week ahead, so you'll be there. I will be today. there. I will be there today. Um, I'm wondering um, if you guys are there. Uh, what are the different shows you're enjoying and different presentations? And you'll do a you'll do a roundup there too, right? Yeah. That first year, they really made it where like you only had to go for one day. They separated like the yeah. parks to the movies. Now they've kind of mixed it all up. 
the first day, Friday, August 9th, I really want to get into the Mystic Manor presentation. That one is... What, a, are they, what are they talking about? It's just about how they made it. Uh, just all about Mystic Manor. It has some of the Imagineers that worked on it. And that day, if I can get into it, I would love to see Undiscovered Disneyland, which is Tony Baxter. And are these uh, attractions that never made it? This is video footage that has never been released. Oh, neat. Old footage from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. And so we'll see. I really want to go to the Voices of the Parks, which I'll go to for sure, which has all the different um, voiceover actors for different theme park attractions and i really want to see that night saturday night i believe they have richard sherman performing with alan mankin oh wow i'd love to see that the other thing that i really want to see on sunday is an imagineering panel called working with walt what it was like working with walt and alice davis will be there exitensio marty sklar wow yeah they're having lots of imagineering ones but that's the one i want to see the most Well, that takes us to the end of this podcast. Uh, podcast number three. We've done it. We have, and uh, we'd like to hear from you. If you enjoyed it, you know, if you disliked it. Just yeah, we don't even know if anybody's listening to this yeah. thing. Leave, leave comments. Let us know, you know what you like about it. And if there's any topics you'd like us to discuss or, or anything. If you have any questions for us. Yeah, we could even do an Ask David and Robert section. If yes. anybody has any questions about anything that we can answer. You can visit us at uh, RemainSeatedPlease.com. We are also on Twitter, uh, RemainSeatedPulse, PLS. You can find us on Facebook, RemainSeatedPlease. And we are on Instagram, RemainSeatedPlease. So I guess that's it for RemainSeatedPlease. I'm David. And I'm Robert, your ghost host. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, my, indeed. Well, folks, this concludes our show. There. That wasn't so bad. Was it? I'll see you all a little later. You may not survive to pass this way again. Time to be moving along. Hurry back. And barrel around to see us again.